The Nile perch is among the largest of freshwater fish, capable of achieving a length of more than six feet and a weight of more than 400 pounds. The perch is native to the Sub-Sahara and is found not only in the Nile, but also in the Congo, the Niger, and other rivers, as well as in Lake Chad and other major basins. For more than half a century, however, it also has been found in Lake Victoria in East Africa, where it is not native, and where it has subsequently become one of the best-known examples of the unintended consequences of introducing a species to an ecosystem. A brilliant documentary by Hubert Sauper, Darwin's Nightmare, made this story known to a wide public in 2004. As a top-level predator of extraordinary size, might, and greed, the perch will eat most anything, including its own species. It has a potential lifespan of 16 years, giving it enormous potential for ongoing destruction. Its introduction by humans to Lake Victoria for commercial harvest has caused the disappearance of most of the endemic species in the lake and has created disastrous social and economic consequences. For instance, large-scale fishing operations, typically geared toward export, have robbed many local people of their traditional livelihood in the fishing trades. Towns along the lakeshore arose to service fishery workers, but these towns offer little in the way of basic services such as water or electricity. Local people who have not been assimilated into the new local cash economy have been forced to leave their homes in search of work. Prostitution, AIDS, and drug abuse by street children are rampant. Moreover, the Nile perch cannot be sun-dried in the traditional way, but instead must be preserved through smoking, which has caused a severe depletion of firewood in the region. It is difficult to find a better metaphor for the impact of the modern economic and legal paradigm on a local community. Across the world, over and over again, this paradigm of short-term extraction state sovereignty, and private ownership, fueled by money, itself a legal abstraction concentrated in the private hands of corporate banks, has produced huge benefits to a few at the expense of the environment and local communities. State and capitalist ownership, most notably the modern transnational corporation, not unlike the Nile Perch itself, displays cannibalistic tendencies with various players eating each other by way of war or takeover. Similar examples can be found all over the world. In the Pacific Northwest, a century of extractive clear-cutting practices in forestry have devastated the landscape, silted streams, and endangered salmon habitat. As the trees have disappeared, so have many local livelihoods. In California and across the West and Southwest, the overuse of water for growing desert populations and industrial agriculture has resulted in depleted aquifers and overstressed watersheds, worsening the effects of drought and threatening livelihoods and food security. Across the world, food shortages, disease, and overpopulation, often resulting from short-term economic incentives or other human action, have played a part in creating income disparity and environmental degradation. Just as the Nile perch has devastated its new environment and may potentially eat itself out of Lake Victoria, it is no exaggeration to say that human civilization, together with many higher forms of life, may disappear from the planet unless we can reverse our extractive, destructive ways in time.
Nor is it too far-fetched an idea to see modern capitalist institutions behaving as the Nile perch in many places of this world. But deciding on a remedy first requires understanding how this system came about. We did not end up with our current short-sighted economic and political system by accident. Although, as we shall see, it wasn't quite planned either. Our main thesis in this book, as stated in our preface, is that jurisprudence, the theory of law, together with science, has contributed significantly to the mechanistic modern worldview. Because modernity, at least since the 17th century, has produced the materialistic orientation and extractive mentality of the industrial age, which lies at the roots of today's global crisis, both scientists and jurists must share some responsibility for the current state of the world.